Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about the nature of epistemology, the nature of epistemology. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. I do realize that some of you that are listening uh, may be perplexed by this term, and some of you all may have heard it before, but you uh, didn't like to deal with it, but sometimes in life, there are things we have to struggle with, Uh, and um, God wants to get the prevailing glory over us overcoming our apprehensions or uh, our defeats. So, in this case, I pray that you are tolerant as I try to explain and um, argue my position as it relates to epistemology. It is a word that's uncommon to many circles. And if if we just uh, take a minute to absorb what it is, we realize that we are already involved as Christians as it relates to epistemology. On the previous episode, I talked about the word philosophy being a combination of two words, phileo, which is love, and sophia, which is wisdom. So philosophy, in essence, is the love of wisdom, the love of wisdom. And Scripture reminds us uh, that if we seek wisdom, we need to go to God who gives wisdom uh, to all men and women liberally. If we really want to be wise, if we uh, value God's words and God's input into our lives, we should all as Christians love and embrace wisdom. Um, The book of Proverbs is rooted in wisdom. Uh, God giving us instructions that will help us in our daily life, that will help us in the world to come, that will help us in our struggles as well as our victories. So this word epistemology falls under the category of philosophy, which is the love of wisdom. 
if we practice it the way that God wants us to practice it. It just so happens that oftentimes uh, things that God have created, the world turns it upside down and misuse it for their own selfish reasons. But we as Christians can't just abandon something God gave us, something God endorses. Uh, for example, we shouldn't give up marriage just because other people are misusing the concept of marriage and are abusing the concept of marriage. Uh, we can't just throw away things just because the world doesn't apply it correctly. So under the branches of philosophy, whether it be uh, induction or deduction or ethics or cosmology or uh, logic or philosophy, whatever it is, we must root it within biblical principles. So for epistemology, non-Christian practice it, Christians practice it. So I'm going to, I want to share it from a Bible-based perspective. Again, epistemology, E-P-I-S-T-E-M-O-L-O-G-Y, E-P-I-S-T-E-M-O-L-O-G-Y. And epistemology, rather, is defined as the nature of knowledge or, in essence, how we learn, how we know things. So we, as believers, we as human beings, we learn discursively, discursively, uh, D-I-S-C-U-R-S-I-V-E-L-Y, discursively, meaning that we learn things one after another. That's how we as humans learn. You learn this one thing, then you learn something else that builds on it, then you learn another thing that builds on that next thing that you just learned. So if we can rewind the tape of our minds, uh, when you first became a Christian, you were a babe in Christ, then you learned about salvation, you learned about discipleship. Before we get to the um, hypostatic union or the Christology of Jesus Christ, we have to make sure that the foundation is correct. If that doesn't make sense, let's go back to the secular realm. Before you learned how to multiply numbers, you first needed to learn your numbers. Then you needed to learn how to add your numbers. Then you needed to learn how to subtract your numbers before you even get to multiplication and division. So we as human beings, we just don't start off knowing all the things we know. Most of the time, we're learning things one after another. And so when we talk about epistemology, the nature of knowledge, this is the question that many individuals historically in the past uh, have struggled with, is how do we know? Who are we? How do we think? How do we absorb knowledge? And all of those things, um, in my opinion, are rooted back in God. God is the architect. God is the one that gave us logic. God is the one that gave us metaphysics, as I talked about in the previous episode. God is the one that gave us our minds. So God has the manual on how we function. Um, epistemology is designed to allow us to make sense of part of the world or the reality that we live in the nature of knowledge. 
Um, do we learn from our experiences or are we born with the information that's already within us? Are we born with it? Are we learning uh, based on the things we're exposed to or did that come intuitively or innately, organically? How do we learn? And in the scriptures, we see uh, numerous times where God tells us um, physiologically uh, and, and, and uh, spiritually about who we are and how we process things. So even in Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 2, when, when Paul talks about be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that good and acceptable, perfect will of God, which is your reasonable service. Paul is letting us know as Christians how our minds ought to be. It needs to be transformed, transformed from the secular to the sacred, transformed from the worldly to the godly. So uh, our minds, something needs to happen with our minds if, the, if changes are going to occur. And the Bible, because God, God is the author, God knows us intimately. God knows our quirks. He knows our idiosyncrasies. And God knows what you like and what you don't like. And God knows our presuppositions. God knows uh, the, 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 the blind spots in our lives. And the blind spots are those things that you can't see about yourself that fall short of the standard, but other people around you see it. So knowing how we are in terms of how we learn will help us to become better learners, will help us to become better disciples, will help us to become better students because now we know uh, how God created us and how sin has affected us, so we have to uh, be in the know so we can combat those things that we shouldn't have. So in, in the field of philosophy is epistemology. Epistemology, again, talks about the study of the nature of knowledge, how we know. Uh, in other words, how do we come to know something and how can knowledge be justified, right? How, how can knowledge be justified? How can you say that you really know something? Um, and if we look to God as well as the science he's given us, we'll know who we really are versus what, who we think we are. Uh, epistemology deals with questions uh, such as what can, what can one do to obtain knowledge? Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now. Right? We, we, we need to obtain knowledge. If we are going to walk circumspect, if we're going to walk after God, we need to know how to obtain this knowledge, and we know this knowledge is rooted in the Scriptures. But also, 
Uh, we have scriptures such as, how can two walk together unless they agree? Uh, this means that your friends, your associates, pray, uh, uh, play rather a vital role in your spiritual growth. Who you are with on a regular basis is an indication of who you are, where your heart is, where your mind is, where your emotion is. Uh, how can two agree? That's the question. Unless they have something in common. How can two agree? Unless they've created a covenant. How can two agree? Unless they have a common goal. So it's inconsistent to say that um, we are Christians, but yet uh, we, 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 we are around people that uh, don't have God's word as part of their heart. We, we, we are around people uh, that, that are not thirsty for righteousness. We, we, we are around people that are sinning and falling short of the standard. So let me qualify that. Uh, one of the questions that I used to get all the time was, well, what are you saying? Christians can't go here, there. Um, if, if, if we need to share the gospel or if we need to um, enjoy ourselves, whatever. And my response has always been, for the most part, we can go wherever the Holy Spirit tells us to go. The question is, what are we doing once we get there? Once we get there, once the Holy Spirit leads you to where, where it is that you're talking about going, what are you doing once you, uh, you get there? Are you witnessing? Or are you just caught up with the fellowship? Are you just caught up with the social scene? Are you, you, you just want to party? What, what, what is it that you're doing once you get there? So if the Holy Spirit is leading you somewhere, I promise you, it is to get some spiritual dividends. So if you have to go to, a, uh, to the club to go rescue your brother or sister and the Holy Spirit is telling you to go, then you go. But if you get there and you are out there um, doing things that you ought not to, uh, to do, then we, ha- we have the right to ask the question, are you there because of you? Are you there because the Holy Spirit sent you there, but you decide to be disobedient? So just keep that in mind. Who we bond with. I'm talking about people that you have a heart-to-heart connection with. Um, Make sure that you have that relationship where it needs to be. I have people that I'm connected to. They're not Christians, but I'm connected to them. And with them... I have to set an example. And then I have those that I'm connected to. We are Christians and we hold each other accountable. So relationships, right? Every relationship is different. And I'm learning how to be a better man of God by the scriptures. So through the scriptural lens, uh, I develop my principles and I see the world through a Christian lens. And that means that uh, within the church, I can do what I need to do in ministry and outside the church. I know how to navigate my walk so other people may ask the question, why are you so different? And then uh, what happens is when we study the nature of knowledge or who we really are, the Bible is able to reach me where other things cannot reach me. It says the word of God cuts deep even to the marrow. That's the word of God. It's a two-edged sword. 
So in epistemology, if you want to grow in wisdom, if you want to grow in holiness, if you want to grow with purpose, we have to study the word of God. We have to read the word of God. We have to apply the word of God. And by doing those things, we are learning about ourselves. We're learning how to learn. We are learning how to learn because epistemology deals with the nature of knowledge. So we are learning how to learn. Keep that in mind. We're learning how to learn. And so uh, what can one do to obtain knowledge? Well, the first thing is to, is to turn to God. If you want true knowledge, you turn to God. Um, you may be asking, well, what about science? What about um, cosmology and, and, and the cosmos? What about uh, nature and, and, and learning all about nature? And What about um, zoology and studying about animals and all these different scientific disciplines? Those things have their place, but those natural things ought to never supersede the spiritual things, and that's God. The spiritual things that God has for us to do. And that's where many current scientists fall short. They have all the book knowledge. They have all the experiential knowledge. They've studied some things, and they know some things about their unique discipline, but they have forgotten their first love. Or, or rather, let me back up, uh, maybe they never knew God. And the God of the universe is calling them. He's calling them to uh, pay attention to who he is and to confess their sins and to accept Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So even though people are learning, they're not fully learning until they accept Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They know some things, but uh, some things is not enough. You need to know uh, more things, and those more things deals with uh, the metaphysics and epistemology, meaning if we know how to, how to learn, then we should shift our learning towards the creator, towards the maker. And that's where a lot of people fall short. They're brilliant. They, they, they know their science, but they fall short because they negate the creator, the one who put the science here. So where does knowledge take place? And that's another question that many smart people have grappled with over the years. Where does knowledge take place? Does knowledge take place uh, from the outside or the inside? And that's what I talked about before. Do we learn? Do we come with a clean slate, nothing in us? And then once we grow up, we start uh, placing things on this tablet and we start collecting data. We start collecting information or is the information already stored in us? And then as we come into different situation, it just revealed that it's already in us. Uh, how, uh, as far as that goes, only God knows. The bottom line is we learn and we learn discursively. So epistemology addresses concerns dealing with sense perceptions as an example. How do we come to know things as human beings? Are we born with prior information uh, in terms of all that we do, that, that we learn, and, and, everything, and everything else uh, once we get here, once you, you, you're born? It allows us, I'm talking about epistemology, allows us to deal with certainty and doubt. Can we trust our senses, as an example, in regards to what is actual, uh, what is real, or are we being deceived, Right? Um, can we trust what your eyes see? 
Meaning, whether you wear glasses or not, you don't have to have a 20-20, but when you see something, is, is that real? When you hear something, is that real? When you touch something, is it real? Can we trust our senses, right? God gave us those senses to make sense of the world, to be able to uh, put the world in its proper context and order. God blessed us with senses, but senses have their limits, senses have their limits. This is why trusting in God comes into play because senses have their limits. Sometimes you, your senses could be sharp, but then you misread a situation or uh, you misunderstand what you just saw. So it, it, epistemology allows us to deal with certainty and doubt. Can we trust our senses in regards to what is actual or not actual? Do our eyes perceive the actual things around us or are the information already stored in us? Also, how can we know something for sure? And that's dealing with certainty. Epistemology allows us the ability to understand certain propositions or if certain propositions are true or false, are true or false. So in the field of epistemology, there are different schools of thought such as uh, existentialism, it's another big word, and it basically those who uh, believe in this uh, says that existence supersedes essence uh, or empiric- uh, empiricism, which says all knowledge comes from the senses, or mysticism, which says or argue for a private transcendental experience, or rationalism, which says reason as a way of finding truth is their perspective or agnosticism um, who proponents profess not to know or or phenomenology which is talking about using intuitive phenomena to discover the essence of experience. Epistemology affords us the ability to study the cognitive process of human beings. We can study the methods and sources used by the the earlier thinkers to formulate their uh, theories. Also, it opens the door to different advances in medicine and education in particular. So, um, for example, a lot of these uh, prescribed medicines that we have is based on clinical studies, as they say, and those clinical studies, uh, the subjects are people. They're using people to see if this medicine or how this medicine affects people, right? It's part of epistemology, nature of how we learn. So um, that's what the scientists do. They test out their theories, and sometimes they test it on us. Uh, So it also opens the door to different advances in medicine and education in particular. If we can learn some things about how we know, it will certainly help us in treating psychotic uh, patients and students such as those with dyslexia and so forth and so on. So it has its place. If we can uh, study what God gave us, as it relates to information on how we're made, then it helps us to help other people. Again, there's nothing wrong with epistemology as long as you're, you, you have God within the, um, your scope. You have God as the center. Once you have God in the picture, you have a better chance of coming uh, up with the right conclusion and coming up with the right theory. 
So moreover, epistemology concerns every Christian disciple. The Bible contains verses which touch on the issue of knowledge. It's clear that in order to believe in God, one must have a prior knowledge of him. One cannot accept someone whom they know nothing about. And Paul represents an epistemological question in the book of Romans when he asks, how should they believe in him, God, of whom they have not heard? Right? And, and, and you follow him in his thought. That is an epistemological argument. Right? How can they uh, hear without a speaker? Right? How do we learn? We, 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 we learn uh, by reading, we learn by studying, and we learn by hearing. So all these things are a factor in how we learn thing, things. So it's obvious, it's very obvious to see how epistemology can aid us when it comes to theology. Well, I pray that this discourse on epistemology has been edifying. Um, I think we ought not to run away for, uh, from certain words because we don't fully understand it. Uh, everything has its place. And if we uh, look at the world through a Christian lens, we'll find our life um, becoming better. Uh, we find that uh, we can enlarge our territories because we've exposed ourselves to other things through a Christian lens. So thank you again, as, as always, for all of your prayers. Uh, we thank you all for all of your donations and support. Uh, we are still trying to reach our goals. So if you enjoyed this show or if you believe in our ministry, uh, please continue to support. Uh, you can go on our website, srministries.org, or make out your checks to Sound Reasoning Ministries. Um, and if you have any questions, please contact us. Remember to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And that's all. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.